This is a special edition of the Technopanic podcast where we focus on COVID-19 social distancing and what parents can do while their children are stuck at home with them. I play video games, Fortnite, Overwatch, Minecraft, cool math games, schoolwork, watching movies, watching TV, Mickey Mouse cartoons, Peppa Pig, social media, FaceTiming, YouTube. I only one. This is the Techno Panic Podcast. What's a podcast? Here is your host, my mom, Kristen Turner, and her friend, Ian O'Byrne. Hi all, welcome to the Techno Panic Podcast. My name is Ian O'Byrne. I am here with my co-host, Kristen Turner. Uh, Once again, we are reporting from home as we are still sequestered. In the background, you will most likely hear my daughter on a Zoom call with her early childhood classroom. Kristen, how are things going in your house? Oh, it's a little crazy here, and you'll probably hear my husband on his conference calls and my kids um, running around. We're actually on spring break this week, so they don't have school, but they're, they're having a lot of fun running around. So apologize for all the extra noise today. One of the challenges that I've had with this is I've been thinking more about how do we stay balanced? How do we think about being healthy, uh, physically healthy, healthy, mentally healthy? How do we make sure that we get enough sleep, uh, deal with physical issues? Uh, I feel like I lately have been waking up at 2.30, 3 in the morning uh, and having nightmares that I missed a Zoom call that I was supposed to attend. Um, and so uh, this was also highlighted by a piece that I read this morning in The Verge uh, that talked about talking to your children about these times, that we can't just ignore it, we need to talk to our children about this pandemic. Um, And so there really is a need for us to talk to an expert in these areas. Yeah, um, I've been more and more concerned about health and wellness during this time. And not, not just mental wellness and health, which I think is something that we've been talking about on this podcast, but also physical health and wellness. I've noticed for myself, my deteriorating physical wellness, um, and it concerns me. So we actually are affiliated with the Institute of Digital Media and Child Development's Children and Screens Research Collaborative through our work in the field of digital literacies. Uh, But this uh, institute is actually an interdisciplinary group of researchers that includes doctors, psychologists, and educators like we are. So we don't have the expertise in health and wellness that we do in education and digital literacy. So we reached out to the institute for expertise on these issues that have been concerning to both of us. And we had the opportunity to talk with Dr. Paul Weigel, who studies the effects of computer habits on the mental health of youth. He is a child and adolescent psychiatrist and associate medical director at Natchog Hospital of Hartford Healthcare and is a clinical professor at UConn School of Medicine. So you can tell that he is much more well-versed than Ian and I are at the health and mental and physical health and wellness issues associated with the increased screen time that we are experiencing. So let's have a listen to our interview with Dr. Weigel. 
Dr. Weigel, thank you so much for joining us today and talking with us about issues related to screen time. We talk a lot on this podcast about how we navigate the world and we try to reduce the panic that parents and teachers sometimes feel uh, in conversations about screen time. But in this panic of COVID-19, we have noticed a real uptick or an increase in screen time, not just among our children, but also among adults as well. So we were wondering what we should be thinking about in terms of the physical effects of increased screen time. Yeah, so, um, so there is really both good and bad um, as far as the effects uh, of increased screen time on uh, the lives of, of our kids and, and, and our lives as well. Um, you know, kids are physically safer than they ever have been before. Um, they are half as likely to uh, die by a car accident, uh, to be uh, victims of uh, violence, um, to, uh, to use drugs and alcohol, and, and, to, um, and to become pregnant as teens. And all of these things are, are really um, uh, sort of wonderful side effects of the drastically increased engagement in screen time that has happened over the last 10 years uh, among kids and teens, never mind the, uh, the, again, dramatic increase that has happened over the last few weeks. Uh, that said, um, the news isn't all good. Uh, there are a number of physical effects that are of great concern um, uh, to parents and, and to me in particular for my patients as a child and adolescent psychiatrist. And, and maybe the biggest uh, concern that I have is the effects on sleep. Um, that uh, research has shown um, uh, time and time again that uh, in literally dozens of studies, the more time kids are spending on screens, the less likely they are to get an adequate night's sleep. And this is kind of an insidious problem. Uh, it causes all sorts of difficulties that it's not always easy for parents to tell, right? Because the onset is so um, uh, insidious. And, and um, for example, um, those who don't get uh, adequate sleep are much more likely to uh, develop obesity. Um, and uh, part of this is the, the junk food diet that comes with screen habits and the, um, the shift in eating habits towards nighttime. Um, but as a child psychiatrist, I'm most concerned about the effects of sleep on mental health and sleep is a huge risk factor. Insomnia is a huge risk factor for depression, for anxiety, um, and for suicidality, and appears to be partly responsible for the dramatic increase that we've seen uh, in the suicide rate among young people over the last decade. I think that sleep is a huge challenge. Um, I speak to my primary care about sleep and try to figure out how I can de-stress, remove anxiety, maybe take melatonin and other stuff to calm down. But I, and that worked until life changed three weeks ago. And now I feel like I was thinking about getting ready this morning to talk with you. And last night I had two or three different dreams where I was moving from Zoom channel to Zoom channel to Zoom channel and trying to make sure I stay up on grading courses and answering emails. And I had these nightmares. And so I was waking up again, night after night after night at three in the morning thinking, hey, I should be on a Zoom channel now. And so my concern is what, what's happening with my children? 
You know, what does, I mean, they also from Zoom channel to Zoom channel meeting with classes, you know, how should we address these problems? How can we try and make sure, because it is so insidious, that they are getting to sleep. Sure. So uh, I think that probably the single biggest gift that parents can give their kids and maybe ourselves as well is removing, uh, removing screen media from the bedroom and having the bedroom be a place that really is, is only for sleep, which helps, helps our brains to condition um, our bodies that when we're in bed, they know that's a place for sleep. The body knows it's a place for sleep. The body knows this is not a place for entertainment or a place that we're checking our email or worrying about these things. Um, and also it helps us and our kids greatly to, uh, to regulate our sleep-wake cycle. Um, the studies uh, prove that screens in the bedroom, they, um, they disrupt sleep in so many ways. Uh, one, the most obvious, of course, is displacement, that, that we sometimes we're, we're tempted to stay up because we're engaged in what we're doing on screens, and, um, and we don't put that down um, until later, uh, which gets in the way of our time for sleep. But, but studies also show that engaging in arousing media like video games or social media, um, after doing that, even after we put away uh, the device, it takes two and a half times longer to fall asleep than if we were reading a book or even just watching a television show. So, um, so the, the arousal caused by, um, by, uh, by some of the, the screen media habits that we have at nighttime can greatly disrupt sleep as well. And, and, and finally, um, uh, finally, uh, Engaging in that type of, uh, of, of screen media, again, like video games or social media, something that increases arousal, actually causes disrupted sleep architecture. So you're less likely to get deep sleep after engaging in those things before bed, and you're more likely to wake up during the night, including um, in relation to dreams like the experiences you're having in. That's really interesting. I've been pushing my own children to engage less with their fun-based media uh, because they've had so much screen time with school media during the day during this COVID-19 shutdown. And your recommendation to really think about what they're doing before bed is important. And how long before bed should we be putting the screens down? So, um, uh, so uh, I, the, the research shows that if you're engaging in, again, this arousing type of screen media in an hour before bed, it has the greatest negative effects or in your bedroom at any time. Um, so um, so uh, the research seems to indicate that watching a television show before bed is not as uh, damaging to sleep. In the, in the same way as uh, video games and social media. Um, but, but again, any screen media in, in the bedroom uh, can have these negative effects. That's really important to think about as we are looking for spaces in our homes right now to get away from each other. And the idea that my children might be taking their screens into their bedroom at any time of the day could actually be impacting their sleep later at night is not something that I had thought about. So that's a really great tip. One of the things Absolutely. I'm personally struggling with is um, I feel like I have physical effects. My eyes are strained, my neck and my back are hurting more than normal, and I imagine that's because of the position that I'm in. So is there any research that shows that increased screen time is going to affect us in other physical ways besides sleep? Sure. So, um, so uh, we have seen with the increased engagement in screen media in the lives of young people, which has almost doubled over the last 20 years, um, 
uh, we have seen an explosion in nearsightedness. Nearsightedness has um, increased significantly, especially in populations that spend the most time indoors. And, um, and originally, we thought that that was in relation to focusing on screens that are closer uh, to, um, uh, to the person themselves and not focusing on things that are far away. But it actually appears that the research appears to indicate that it's actually related to not having natural light. Um, the ambient light indoors is far less than you would get when you're outdoors. And uh, not being exposed to that natural sunlight um, is, um, uh, does have the effect of uh, increasing your risk for, uh, for nearsightedness over time. Um, but uh, in addition to that, you brought up the issue of neck and back pain. And, um, and although the research on this is very limited, um, physiatrists, sports medicine doctors are seeing uh, increased incidence of neck and back pain among teenagers. And, um, and the prevailing belief is that this is in relation to a sedentary lifestyle. So um, uh, not only poor ergonomics, which are very, very important, and say, staying seated in the same position for extended periods of time, but also just a general weakness of the paraspinal muscles and, um, and a lack of stretching um, can, uh, can contribute to this problem over time. And, and this just comes from the fact that uh, kids and adults are, are getting less physical activity and exercise, just going outside less. We talked a little bit earlier about the sedentary uh, nature and the connections to sleep. Um, and then mental health. I have a question later about mental health, but in terms of being sedentary, you know, my wife and I have noticed, you know, we're not as active as much. As much. We talk about, oh, well, I, I put on two pounds over the last couple of days. And so we're trying to make sure that we get out, continue to exercise, go for runs, stuff like that. The, the benefit is that you know, now we can, ha our, our children can see us doing it and we can include them in that physical activity. We'll take a break during the day and go outside and have quote unquote recess where we get the kids out in the sun and we're playing with them and then try to disconnect at three, four o'clock and we all go outside and play or go for a walk and still be distant from each other, uh, from others, but, you know, at least get some physical activity. Are there general guidelines for parents as they think about their children or themselves to think about how much should we be moving, you know, it, it, thinking about our, the, the food we consume or snacking behaviors. What is a red flag when we think about current times and the sedentary lifestyle? Yeah, so so uh, so yeah, I think Ian, the, the practice that you're uh, put in your routine of having outside family time is really uh, fantastic, both for you and uh, the kids in multiple ways. Getting that that physical movement is is again vitally important, as well as a certain amount of sunshine and some you know in person social interaction, uh, not impeded by. By, by screen media. Um, but some other things to keep in mind are the need to sort of get up and move regularly. Um, and that's, you know, every, so if you can put it in your routine to get up and, you know, walk around even just briefly every 30 minutes or so, that's um, uh, very, very helpful and important. It's also important to um, be mindful of the, the ergonomics of where we're sitting when we're engaging in screen media during the day, you know, in a place like a couch with less support 
court, you know, certainly more damaging than than uh, upright in a um, uh, in a healthier position. Finally, it's really important to recognize that screen media also has a very insidious effect on what we eat. Um, so, Dozens of studies have shown that the more time we spend on screens, the more junk food uh, we, um, we consume, the less likely we are to consume healthy foods. And so being mindful of that and being mindful of snacking uh, during the day um, is really especially important during this time. So, um, so a reasonable um, uh, rule to put in place is to observe you know, regular meal times, especially breakfast, um, including healthy choices and really to consider um, completely uh, completely banning uh, snacking in front of screens uh, or at least minimizing it as much as possible because we're, we eat more, we make poorer choices, uh, more impulsive choices, and that has significant uh, ramifications for our physical health. I have another question, um, and I saw this morning there was a piece in, I believe it was Wired, that was talking about the fact that our children know there is something going on. You know, children recognize, they understand that there is a pandemic, a global pandemic, but we, we think about youth and they recognize something's wrong, something's different. And it might be our behaviors as parents that we're always watching the news or watching our screens. It might be the way that we are trying to de-stress or sometimes lash out. It might be the fact that they don't leave and they don't go to school and they don't see their friends. So how do we talk to our children about this? When is it appropriate to start talking about it? And then how do we talk about it in a way that's safe for them? Yeah, so, so Ian, you bring up a good point that it is so important during this time for us as parents to exercise self-care, you know, to put on our, our oxygen mask first, to use the, the, the plain metaphor, and to make sure that we're seeing to our, you know, our um, uh, physical and, and mental health needs so we can be fully available and uh, for, for, for our children. But, um, but it is important to talk to them about what's going on in a developmentally appropriate level. And, and I think that, um, uh, that talking with kids about and explaining to them, you know, there is this uh, disease that, that is, uh, is going on, but emphasizing that they themselves are safe and emphasizing that we as parents have the power to keep ourselves and our, our children safe and emphasizing the, um, the help uh, that exists and the help that's out there in terms of uh, medical care um, and in terms of, you know, rules to keep everyone, uh, everyone safe, including social distancing. So, so really emphasizing uh, that it's really important for kids to understand, you know, that they and, and their, their family are safe and that this too will pass and that, um, and that they will be returning to um, uh, their friends and, and, and a regular school routine. And a regular screen time routine. <laughs> I hope we can put some of that back into place eventually as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Weigel, for taking this time to share your expertise with us. We really appreciate your coming on the podcast so that we can get the word out to parents who are interested in really helping their kids to be healthy during this time. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. So I want to thank Dr. Weigel for spending some time to talk with us. I feel like it's very helpful for us to think about uh, to help contextualize a lot of these components. And I like how he started by saying, let's keep in mind that for the most part, our children, we are 
healthy. We are relatively healthy as a society. Now, when we add in this new lens of coronavirus and how it impacts us and in our mental and physical health, I think it was helpful to start with, we are at generally a good place, but there are certain things that we want to be careful of, mindful of, as we think about physical health, mental health. But it was interesting that he started and he zoned in right away on sleep. Yeah, especially since you had admitted at the beginning of our show today that you were struggling with sleep and waking up and being worried about missing the next Zoom call. So I think sleep is definitely a factor in um, my own personal deteriorating physical and mental health right now. And I, I was also curious about the research that showed that just having screens in a room any time of the day can mess with sleep cycles. I hadn't really considered that. We're pretty good in our house about not having screens in the children's bedrooms, not as good about that for my own personal use. So I really need to think about just keeping bedrooms for sleeping, especially during this time, if that's possible. I know that we are all crowded in this um, home and we're trying to find space away from each other, but beds are for sleeping. And if we have screens near them at any time of the day, it might mess with our sleep. That was really interesting to me. That's one of the problem points that I'm going to have over the next couple of days is, you know, my children, they both have a tablet next to their bed. It serves primarily as a white noise maker or a clock for them or a nightlight. Um, and it's something that we've always had. And now I have to try and think about whether or not we should remove those. And so that will be a discussion with my wife and I, and it's something that I think I should talk to my children about and my concerns about it and, and have dialogue as we've always talked about in this podcast. And maybe it's not the right thing to change right now. Maybe when we get out of this situation, maybe it's something I address, but I, I still, I need to think about that. Um, I never have thought of that as being a concern before, but perhaps it's time to make the change because my children don't have TVs in their rooms, but for some reason, I think it's okay that they have a tablet in there to do some reading or listen to white noise or whatever. Uh, maybe that will change at some point. Yeah. Um, I think the, the idea of changing practices is a difficult one to address. And the question of whether now is the right time to change those practices is going to vary from family to family. I love that you're saying you're not just going to talk with your spouse about this, but you're also going to talk with your children and your children are younger. And that's still an important conversation to have, not just to have their parents come down and say, this is the way it's going to be because I just read some research and your sleep is being disrupted, but that th these are my concerns and this is, you know, definitely what the scientists and the doctors are telling us. And we need to think about health and wellness together as a family and perhaps adjust what's happening. I actually think that this might be a good time to start having those conversations and making incremental changes so that by the time we are back to normal, we can have some new norms about screen time. So this is not just a time to be free for all, but to really be mindful of our screen use. Yes, it's increased. There are really great opportunities to connect as we've talked before on this podcast. Screens are beneficial in many ways. And we also need to be aware of the uh, physical and mental potential downfalls of using screens so much and particularly their effects on sleep. 
Absolutely. I appreciated the opportunity to talk to Dr. Weigel about this and get more insight on what this means. Uh, and hopefully we'll have him and other uh, representatives of the uh, Children's Screens Research Collaborative come on and speak with us. So Kristen, once again, it's always a pleasure to spend some time and reconnect with you during this. Uh, I think that it helps keep me a bit sane. Uh, and hopefully uh, when we talk next week, if we're still stuck in this, uh, we're both doing some things to positively impact our mental and physical health. Yes, and today it's finally sunny in New Jersey, so I'm going to go for a walk outside, especially because uh, the doctor said that that's what, he should, what we should do. So it's been prescribed, so I'm going to go and do it today. That's it. You need more sunlight, especially where you're working. So that's let right. those windows open. You need a lot more sunlight. And with that, uh, thank you for listening to the Techno Panic podcast. Hopefully you're all doing well. Hopefully you're finding opportunities for self-care and thinking about mental and physical health and you are well and you're trying to make sure that those around you are well. Uh, have a good day. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Now I can get back to watching my videos. Go pay.